Hi, and welcome to Business Talk, the official podcast series presented to you by the Success Academy. At the Success Academy, we proudly present weekly episodes filled with in-depth discussions with local industry leaders and business owners. We are digging deep into the many success stories and business advice that made all the difference in their success. Whether you are considering starting your own business or are already a successful entrepreneur, listening to how others succeeded can help you achieve the goals that you have set for your business. Our host, Shoulder Twee, the owner and founder of the Success Academy, is one of South Africa's most successful and respected businessmen, with more than 50 years of experience as an entrepreneur and business owner himself. We therefore welcome you now for joining in on our next podcast episode. It certainly is a great pleasure for me to to welcome uh, Stefan and Johan from uh, Expertec, one of our uh, valued uh, tenants in our office parks here at the Success Academy. And I, for one, am really looking forward to this discussion um, because I'm really fascinated by what uh, Expertec uh, actually does. So uh, maybe, uh, Stefan, you can give me a little bit of background. Um, where do you come from? Um, what brought you to be involved in this company? Okay. Hi, Shaul. Um, so thanks for having us here. It's also a, a great opportunity for us to also share with the wider world what XPTEC does and maybe demystify a little bit about what electronics and engineering and how it comes to be. I think that's that will be very interesting. So I myself am an engineer at heart through and through, I'm very interested in electronics from, from a young age. And um, I also like solving difficult problems, mm-hmm. especially, which is something you'll, you'll see shine through today. And um, this I do while being a husband and a father of two uh, daughters, wow. still quite small, but uh, yeah, very passionate about that. I have, uh, from a formal qualification standpoint, a uh, BNG uh, in computer and electronics engineering, but also uh, an MBA. Wow, it's uh, a good combination, those two. Yes, yes. I must say that the MBA was quite interesting as well, because mm-hmm. uh, it added a lot of dimension to uh, what my existing qualifications already were. Yeah. Definitely a lot of learning. So you know, I, I, I so often find people that are that are qualified in a particular field, but then they don't know how to take that knowledge and um, create a business out of it. So uh, well done. Um, and how long have you been with uh, Expertech? I've been with Expertech for over eight years, right. which is uh, also my entire career. Okay. Uh, so I started from uh, straight out of university, working at Expitec and started as an engineer. Okay. And, uh, yeah, worked up to, to where I am at this stage. Okay, fantastic. And the position that you hold at Expitec? Uh, executive director. Okay. Yes. It sounds fancy, eh? <laughs> it sounds fancy. <laughs> but I'm sure with that comes a lot of responsibility. Um, Yuan, can you give me a little bit of background as to where you come from and... Uh, you know, how, how, what happened for you to become part of Expertech? Yes, uh, most certainly. Um, I come from a small town called Ermelo in the Highfeld. Everyone knows it as the really cold place. Right. Um, that's where I grew up and attended school. Um, 
Pretty much the same as Stefan uh, in terms of always been passionate about electronics um, and engineering and complex problem solving. Always had the want to take everything apart and see what makes it tick and how it works. Um, and also to be able to contribute to society with that knowledge. Um, I studied electronic engineering at the University of Pretoria um, and I also did an honours. And um, I did not start at XP Tech. Mm. I've only been at XP Tech for a, a year and a month. Okay. Yes, but I have uh, about five and a half years of experience um, in the electronic engineering space. Okay, that sounds... Uh, I, I realise now that I have two highly qualified individuals sitting here with me. Um, and I'm really looking forward to finding out exactly what it is that you guys do. So I'm pretty sure that your, your expertise uh, is very wide, but what do you focus on? So, Charles, I'll, I'll answer you a little bit differently than maybe what you, you're going to expect is we solve the impossible. That's, that's what we do, right? And how we do that is through electronic solutions. Wow. So let me give a little bit of context to that is what we as XPTech try to do and what, what our mission is every single day is we try and tackle the difficult problems. The space of that problems is in the electronic engineering space, meaning it revolves around electronic hardware, it revolves around software in, in those use cases in, in different industries, right? But we specifically focus on particularly difficult problems. And one of the key things that we bring to the table is um, developing solutions that support you throughout the product lifecycle. That's one of our key, let's say, differentiators uh, that we bring to the table. Um, practically, it means, as I've said, we develop electronic hardware, we develop software, and, and take it through all of the, the life cycle stages. We have in-house product, products <coughs> that we develop in that same regard, but we also do slot in with various clients as part of larger projects to develop specific subsystems, full solutions, uh, and, and also just slot in as part of the resources of the team, um, whatever is required for that specific program per se. Okay. And um, I can only imagine that while you're working on one uh, problem or opportunity, call it what you like, you, you find solutions that you realize, but, you know, we could actually take this solution and apply it to a totally different field. Does that happen? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. And I think that's one of the, the key things XPTEC in a, in a larger sense, if we look at the holdings company behind it and the, and the sister company, that's what practically has happened as well. Being in the problem space of impossible problems, seeing what our clients need, etc. It's also put us into a position whereby um, we founded a sister company, um, which um, I'm sure they'll, they'll also come, come by you guys for a session like this, is uh, called Zemote that is an in-house developed product that's now completely separated into an entity upon itself that okay. focuses on a very specific uh, industry that does remote monitoring and supports their clients in a very specific way. But it's, it, it ties exactly back to that, whereby you, you'll, you'll engage a certain problem and be able to reuse that idea on different problem spaces. And uh, that's where a lot of, of the strength lies of what we do in that Many people will find it very interesting, we'll, we'll chat about that surely, but we talk two different markets that from an engineering point of view uh, have quite a, quite a different approach. And uh, we try and leverage that as far as possible to give it the best of both mm -hmm. um, in, in most senses. Okay. 
sounds fascinating. So, Yuan, who would you say are your, your target markets? Okay, so um, adding to what Stefan's just explained, um, we have two primary target markets, um, predominantly the defense industry, mm-hmm. as well as the commercial industry. So, um, in the defense industry, we play a, a support role. Um, as Stefan mentioned, it's generally a, a huge pro- um, program with a lot of members and teams and a lot of integration. And over there, we offer support on a, on a systems level, so design functionally, uh, meeting specifications and requirements, um, putting things in place, um, as well as integration. Um, and as far as implementing critical mission-critical software, um, hardware design efforts, as well as test equipment. Um, and uh, this also ties into our being part of the entire product life cycle as well. So from inception all the way to the actual product being released as well as support afterwards. Um, in the commercial space, things work a little bit more different um, because ultimately in the commercial space, people don't have as deep pockets. Yeah. <laughs> so programs <clears throat> don't necessarily run as long. So over there, we, we tend to focus more on turnkey solutions mm-hmm. that we can uh, come up with a, a rapid solution to whatever a client has identified as a need in the market, but they don't necessarily have the, the knowledge to come up with a product on their own. Mm. So we offer services to, to design and implement such a product for them, turn their concept and idea into a reality. Okay. We were talking just earlier about, you know, how everything around us gets created twice. Um, and to take that idea from your from the thought world to the real world um, is really what you guys do. You, you, you bring to, to birth uh, new realities. But be a little bit more specific. Give me one of the product, one of the projects that you're working on at the moment, one of the challenges that you've got and what the solution is that you, you need to find. So. Let me take a, take a moment. So, um, on some of the, the projects, as I am sure you understand, it's not uh, privy to be able to share the details yes, on, on a public sure. platform. Yeah. But let's let's generalize. So, what what um, what we typically have is, in, in I'll, I'll use a defense industry example. That's my main focus area on is more of the commercial space, and and what we typically have there is so the client has already an existing product, mm-hmm. right? But in this uh, specific case, they've, they've started implementing the product already, but now they have to prove um, for, for various reasons and, and, and as part of their process that this product um, not only functions as per the design, but also as they manufacture it, it, um, it works reliably, right? So every item they, they produce works properly. And where we come in from a product lifecycle point of view is we provide them with the capability to implement test equipment throughout the life cycle. And why this is a particularly difficult problem or, or, or let's say more challenging is in in the in the life cycle of a product you you'll have the birthing process, let's say when you when you design the initial product and solve that initial need. And then once you've established that you have your second manufacturing item as, as you've mentioned. And at that stage, it's where, let's say, the proverbial sling is being thrown and, and every item is now being produced. You have very different needs in these two uh, cases. In the first case, you need to prove, is every 
every requirement that you put down uh, from from a user upper system etc is that met have you has your design implemented correctly what you need right so you'll have a lot of detail hours spent you'll zoom into particular issues it's usually tested at extreme temperatures extreme conditions and that is to validate okay my design is sound so you've got an engineer working on it he knows exactly what he's doing he's maybe even the person who designed it in the first place when you come to production that engineer is long gone he's now <laughs> moved on to other projects okay now you have a technician uh, also <clears throat> still very highly skilled but now his job is to produce items his job is not to invent items right <clears throat> Now his use case is he doesn't really want to know how your design is proven. He just wants to cycle through the items, but mm. also if something's wrong, what should he do about it? Mm. Now those two different use cases, they don't sit well together. Okay. Um, because the one you have a person that's that's highly involved and knows exactly why the design is in a certain way. The other one who's not necessarily concerned with that, he wants to push for volumes and make sure it's done as cost effectively as possible. And where we come into that is we say no, instead of as we've seen before, developing the test equipment twice or spending significant hours on, on, on the one and the other, we say, no, let's implement something that you can use throughout mm. and that actually allows you to, to reinvest or, or recapitalize that same investment on, in the first place. Okay. That's, that's one of the examples, yeah. let's call it that. It's a, it's a good example. You know, it's a little bit like the architect in the construction world designs the building but the contractor now has to build it. Exactly. And uh, you know, quite often what the architect has designed is impossible to do, or right. you've got to you know, get back to the architect and say, listen, you, know, uh, you can't put a wall here, there's a window on the other side, yes. kind of thing. Give me an example, Joanna, in, in your space. Um, you know, what kind of challenges would you, would you uh, take on? Um, the commercial space is uh, is a lot more relaxed to an extent, but it could be um, quite stringent when it comes to implementing a solution in an industrial space. So, so or something that needs to that has to follow a specific set of rules or qualify um, or be certified. But general example in the commercial space would be something that would be more openly available and something that the listeners would actually relate to, um, in the sense that. You, for instance, have an idea where you decide um, it would be wonderful if you could leverage some form of technology in your space to um, get more metrics or information regarding your um, the people who occupy your space. Um, so you have an idea where you would like to know access control, for instance. Uh, let's say, for instance, that didn't exist. You didn't mm. find something off the shelf that suited your needs. Mm. What you would do is, is you would come and sit with us and say, listen, I have this idea and it's something that I want to use. Whether you want to resell it or you want to use it for yourself. Mm. We then sit together and actually expand on the technological aspect of how we implement what you, what you require. So we spend some time uh, with the user and get some requirements. We then take that and turn it into technical specifications that engineers can understand and leverage to turn this concept into a product. Um, we then come up with a prototype and a design and um, ultimately it boils down to some development time which is an hourly rate and ultimately at, at the end of the day this is your intellectual property it's something that we've designed for you mm -hmm. 
Um, we build a concept, a prototype. If you're happy with it, we go through an industrialization process. We make sure this thing is manufacturable and we can scale. If you would like to build a thousand or a million of these units, mm. that it's something that can be done and it's cost effective as well. Okay, wow. So that's a very simple example, but some of the challenges lie in um, ensuring that you translate the user requirements into the exact technical specifications because it doesn't help halfway through the design you come to me and say, well, Johan, I also wanted this thing to make coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because then that's a, it's, it's, a, it's a bit difficult to accommodate for. Yeah. But in other cases, you have things where something needs a specific IP rating because it might have some water splashed onto it or dust. or So it goes beyond just doing the electronic aspect and design mm. of it. It also uh, amounts to the product aspect of it as well. Where does this thing live? What are the environments it's exposed to? Um, who uses this? So it's an interesting world to be because yeah. you have the ability to to literally invent something from nothing. Wow. That must be... That must uh, create a situation where you get up early in the morning to come to work. Definitely. And you want to come to work. <laughs> oh, yes. And uh, as you will both know, you know, quite often the, the most serious or challenging um, challenges that uh, we have is... Sort, is the solution is found while you're sleeping. You notice that when you wake up in the morning and, you know, just that moment before you're totally awake, before all the other noise comes in, then you, uh, you know, come up with the answer. So uh, it's a good idea always to have a little notebook on the side of the bed <laughs> because when, you, when you've woken up totally, then the idea can be gone, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I must say this is very exciting. You know what? I think we live in a country where we don't appreciate, um, you know, what is being done uh, in terms of technology. And uh, look at the two of you and look at what you're doing. I should imagine your clients are not necessarily here in South Africa. They could be anywhere in the world. Yes and no. Yeah, we have uh, a number of local clients, but we also service clients quite all over the world. Right. And uh, I think from a from a larger point of view, we all know about the chip shortage. Mm -hmm. We've heard about these things. That's that's things we deal with. Right. Because chips are what goes into electronic hardware, which is our business. Right. And um, that that's also some of the challenges we face, and and it's a it's a very real thing, in in the in the grander scheme of things. That's why we. We do all over the world and uh, yeah, even even locally. Okay. Well, nice. I must say it's really so encouraging to speak to to two young enthusiastic guys like the two of you. Uh, and I must say that the business that you're involved in, well done. Um, you're certainly going to make a difference, I think, to to the world. Um, so. You've got three women in your life. Oh, yes. A, a wife and two daughters, eh? Are you married yet, John? Oh, yes, sorry. That was something I forgot yeah. to mention. I'm married and I have a son who's turning six He's six months old in two weeks, so I'm still at the beginning stages uh -huh. of figuring out uh, how okay. all of this works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's fantastic. Well, look, you know what? Whenever you know, I talk to people here at the Success Academy and our podcasts, um, it gives me so much hope for the future of our country. 
we live in a country that has uh, awesome people and uh, putting uh, aside maybe the government you know when when I look at the business people in this country this country really has a great future um, I see it every day in you know in, in discussing uh, things with our our tenants how long have you now been tenants of the Success Academy? So we've actually managed to be tenants before the exact office park. You built it initially, if I'm late, mm -hmm. uh, within mm -hmm. the central park office park. Okay, that's right. And uh, yes. we've been there for many years. I actually don't know exactly, it was before my time, but at least I believe 12, 13 years, we've been in the exact same spot. So okay. ever since you guys took let's have formal control of that exact mm. office park we've been there from the start. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, what happened there is we did sell it and then uh, the people who bought it from us uh, approached us and said, please, won't we buy it back? Yes. Um, because the tenants weren't very happy. I can tell you we're happier now. Oh, yeah. Happier <laughs> now. It was a good move. <laughs> Fantastic. No, but that's great. Well, look, it's, I again want to say it's, it's a great honor to, to have you guys part of the Success Academy family. And uh, may your business uh, go from strength to strength. And um, yeah, good luck in what you guys are doing. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. Um, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And uh, I must say also thank you for the opportunity. Um, we look forward to see uh, what the future holds. Yeah. I think the future... Um, I think we have a great future in this country. Definitely. Um, yeah. With many, many opportunities. You know, some sometimes people feel that they're gonna go to where the grass is greener, but then they find out that wherever they go, um, there are challenges there. And sometimes the challenge actually goes with them because they're taking half of the problem with them. Yeah, exactly. So so what I've seen <clears throat> is that people that are unhappy here that do go overseas they tend to be unhappy there as well. Whereas people that are happy here, if they do go, they tend to be happy there. Yeah. So it's got a lot to do with, with one's own approach to life. And, um, you know, happiness is, is really a decision that we make. Yeah. You, you decide whether you're going to be happy. Yeah. It helps, of course, if you're doing something that, that's exciting and uh, challenging. And, um, so thank you very much for coming this morning. Thank and thank you for being uh, part of the Success Academy family. Thank you. Cool. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it. The Success Academy has been the industry leaders in prime office space rentals in South Africa for over 25 years. We believe that we have perfected a winning recipe over the last 25 years to create an environment where our tenants can grow to reach their full potential in our prime office box. The opportunities that will unfold to you by becoming part of our community are mind-blowing. We currently provide prime office space to over 500 of South Africa's most successful companies who employ more than 6,000 people and occupy over 130,000 square meters of office space. If you would like to join our business community and take your business to the next level, please do not hesitate to contact us on 0861 555 
or visit our website on www.thesuccessacademy.co.za. And remember, if you are one of our value tenants, please do not hesitate to get in contact with Wilhelminda Toy for any interviewing opportunities. See you next week. All our details are also in the program notes.